I want to start the episode before we actually tell you why we're here and who we are and what we're doing, just by telling the listeners that we are on Pinterest, signing up for Pinterest accounts mm-hmm. to get ideas to oh, be better just... teachers. I'm going to search, how about you search math classroom? I'm going to search special education. Okay. We're going to see what we find. So that we can better tell you why we aren't that. Right? Yes. Okay. Before we get into telling you what we find, let's introduce ourselves. You are listening to the reboot, the new and improved Trash Teachers. We had some technical difficulties, but we are back with a more streamlined format. We're going to reintroduce ourselves in case you are new to the podcast, and then we are going to introduce our school to you, Mm -hmm. where we're at, uh, what we do on the daily, Mm -hmm. at least what we attempt to do. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Valiant efforts. (laughs) Why we call ourselves trash teachers. Yeah. And then we'll get into what we found on Pinterest. Rachel, would you like to introduce yourself? I'm Rachel. I'm from Pennsylvania, but I live in the beautiful Pacific Northwest now. I teach high school mathematics, but I'm also in the works of getting a special education endorsement for my master's program. Yeah. Who are you? My name is Lily. I am a special education teacher. Sometimes I'll say SPED. SPED is short for special education. That means I work with kids who experience disability. I am a grown-up punk. I'm a former resource room kid. Resource room is what some schools, many schools in fact, call one method of delivering special education to kids who have disabilities. I have a learning disability called dyscalculia. I am known in my district as that teacher with the neck tattoo. We are going to start every podcast with a segment that we call happy and crappy because that's how I start every single class that I teach. Happy, crappy, how you doing? Rachel, how are you doing? Happy or crappy? Today I'm feeling very happy. Happy why? Because I get to hang out with you and you say stupid stuff and it makes me giggle. But also because I took my Arella exam this morning and I passed it. Tell our listeners what Arella is. Arella is the Oregon um, test for licensure in different content areas. The one that I had to take today was for special education. Mm -hmm. And you had to get a score of 220. And Mm -hmm. I got well above that, and I'm very excited about it. I am doing well today, and I oh yeah, I should have asked you. I would say happy. Yeah, fuck you. I am very happy today. Happy why? The scorching heat that we were experiencing in the city that we live in, in the Pacific Northwest, um, has gone away momentarily. So that is nice. Also, I am leaving next week to go to Mexico for a couple weeks, and I've never been to Mexico. Who the fuck wouldn't want to go to Mexico? And you know what? If you don't want to go to Mexico, I probably don't even want to fucking know you. Yeah. Stop fucking listening. I've only been there once, and it's not like I went to a super glamorous place. I went to one of, like, their major-ish cities, but not, like, a touristy destination. And it's just crazy to me that it's, like, so close, but mm-hmm. has, like, such wildly different culture. Mm-hmm. Like, Canada is, I mean, even closer, but it doesn't feel like their culture is any different. They're mm-hmm. just more polite. Yes. <laughs> Whereas Mexico, just as close, totally different culture. 
we have a lot of students whose families are very recently from Mexico. Mm -hmm. um, some of our students are from Mexico, and they are some of our absolute favorite students. Yep. And I'm going to Oaxaca, which is a place more than a few of our students have family from. So I'm really oh, nice. excited to be able to talk to our students about that. We have established that we are both happy, not crappy. Thank goodness. Let us move on to reintroducing our school to our listeners. We teach at Best Coast High. That's what we've call, decided to call it. Yes, because the West Coast is the best coast. Okay. Or it's a coast. It's a coast. I don't want to say it's the I best coast. I really, so. like, I really like that band, Best Coast. So. I don't know that band. Okay. I mean, I've heard of it. I mean, the they, best have, coast. they have a good logo. Which is the best. <laughs> um, so we are a smaller campus of a large urban high school on the West Coast. We get kids from the main campus of our high school for a lot of different reasons. They are kids maybe who have anxiety in um, the larger school setting, ones who have been in some fights at the school and need a change of scenery, kids who have had family trauma that's impacted their attendance at the big high school and the smaller classes, the different um, student to teacher ratio is helpful to keep those kids feeling engaged and coming to school. So basically kids who for whatever reason have not been successful at the larger high school campus. Rachel, can you tell our Hello. listeners why we chose trash teachers and where that name came from? Teachers, I feel, is half of that equation, which is pretty obvious. Um, we're teachers, licensed educators. So we are both licensed to teach? Yep. Teachers. Yep. Where did the trash come from, Rachel? Well, we're also trash. We are trash. <laughs> <laughs> I have a neck tattoo, like I said. Yeah. Um, Rachel collects Shopkins. I collect trash. just fancy trash. Yeah, just fancy trash. <laughs> I Yeah, so we teach our students from the best place we know how, which is our trash. Sometimes uh, we bring in literal trash. Can you describe trash. some literal trash you've brought in and used with your students? Yeah. You, I've been trying to implement like an interactive notebook mm -hmm. sort of thing the last year, and I'm excited to do it again next year. And that is comprised, like 90% of it is actual trash. Weird envelopes that I should have thrown away, weird stickers that I should have thrown away, washi tape, glue, mm -hmm. just weird, like actual trash that I'm like, hey, this makes your note taking somehow creative. And because we come from trash, we are unwilling to spend money on mm -hmm. classroom supplies that Pinterest accounts suggest that you need. We, we, refuse, we refuse to spend money when we could just bring in trash. Yeah, I do spend money. On, I don't want that to sound like I don't spend money on my classroom because I do. We do. And Ugh, that's probably we why we have a zine that you can buy. Please do. We have a friend club you can join because we would like do. to have you help we're gonna, us. We're going to roll that out in do. full swing in the school year. Yes, and we, would, we would like some help paying for the things that we can't pull out of trash cans yeah like all my I have more than a class set of calculators that are exclusively from Goodwill mm -hmm. because I'm not paying regular prices for the TI 30x calculator because it's the only calculator that matters in a math class also <laughs> when Rachel and I first met at a new teacher training last year mm -hmm. pretty soon after that we started going to a trash store for teachers I'm not going to name it 
It's an amazing resource. Um, it is a place where different local bookstores that have old books on pedagogy, they'll donate those so that teachers mm -hmm. can get those and not have to pay for them. People who have books that they're not using anymore, they can donate those and we can get those for our classrooms brand new uh, markers and mm -hmm. crayons and pencils and notebooks I, and Notebooks are the most important to me. I, If you aren't buying your class set of notebooks right now, yeah. then you can't afford them. Like yeah. this, and it's currently the beginning of August, um, and this is the only time to buy notebooks. And lots of our kids who come to our to Best Coast High, they their families don't have the resources to send them to school with a notebook for every single class. So that that yeah. falls on us, and that is a thing that we are happy to provide to our students because we don't want them to have something as a barrier to their education as stupid as like not having a fucking pencil or not yeah. having like a goddamn notebook. We yeah. will give you the notebook. We will give you the pencil. Yep. You just come to class. We'll do the rest. This trash store for teachers also has amazing trash that mm. we are connoisseurs of. And yes. I've gotten things from there like a, I, I have a bag of tricks. Really the only effective classroom management that I found is just outweirding mm -hmm. your students. I found like a little stuffed monkey there. And so if I have a kid that just won't put their phone away because they are too busy having a fight with their boyfriend via Snapchat, I'll put the monkey on their desk. They'll be like, no more monkey business. There's way too much monkey business going on in here. And they'll be like, haha, you're so weird. And then I'll be like, put your phone away. And they'll be like, okay, instead of having a fight with me, or I got a fireman hat. Fireman hat is when a kid's like, I gotta go to the bathroom right now. You gotta let me go. Ugh. I'm like, we hold teach, on. We teach high school, yeah. not elementary. They can hold it. I'll be like, hold on, sir. And then I'll put on the hat. Where's the fire? <laughs> the elf ears is when they are asking me things like, could you charge my phone for me? And I'll put on the elf ears and I'll say like, why yes. <laughs> take your request right to Santa's workshop <laughs> Christmas in May <laughs> that is that is some of the amazing trash that I have gotten from the teacher trash store where we bonded we spent yes. a, we spent a lot of bonding time there yeah that and Taco Bell that and Taco Bell yeah. trash okay edible trash <laughs> absolutely so trash teachers it's who we are it's who we are it's the community that we're building a direct response to what pinterest says teachers need we're gonna we're gonna look at that right now what oh my gosh. what do what does a special educator need what does a math teacher need what do we need to do to make engaging lessons and a positive classroom environment and I'm, I'm and guessing that involves a lot of money, but let's, let's see. I think, what I think is most interesting about Pinterest is that it requires a lot of money, but they always pretend it's a bargain because it's a bunch of stuff from the dollar store. But if you buy mm. 90 of something at the dollar store, that's $90. Yeah. And I feel like the resources for SPED are going to be significantly more limited than those of math. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to say also, there's nothing wrong with people who try to be a Pinterest teacher, that's, I just don't have the energy. I can't do it. I literally don't have the money. I mean, yeah. even if I had the energy, just trying to live in an urban setting in the Pacific Northwest and paying 
rent slash mortgage mm-hmm. and food. That yeah, yeah. I'm just looking at all of these things that would require upkeep and to redo things and rework. I'm I would never. I put up a bulletin board and I normally halfway through the year have kids like rearrange it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, some of this stuff is like every week or every month like changing your bulletin board or putting up a different and I'm pro graphic organizer for sure but I'm not gonna put up a graphic organizer on my wall that's different every other week like that's I don't have time for that so what's the so we're currently browsing Pinterest I always pronounce it wrong what's the best thing that you found so far for SPED well first of all I'm not seeing anything that's developmentally appropriate for high schoolers I'm going to say high school behavior management. All right, yeah. And take out the spend. Mm-hmm. Okay. The reason that Lily might be doing that is because in the school that we're in, I think you already said something like most of your sped kids have, are behavior types of kids. Yeah, kids so. that need positive behavioral support so that they are spending the most possible time in the seat, in their classroom, not in trouble in mm-hmm. an in-school suspension type situation. To be fair, a lot of things on Pinterest that I'm seeing are paper. Like some are these things called talking tokens. Hmm. Where you give the kids, and I've seen various iterations of this, and this looks like you buy fancy paper to print it on, and then you give like some cardstock, mm-hmm. and then you spend time cutting it out, you laminate them, and mm-hmm. you give the kids a certain number of tokens that they can spend when they want to talk, and that's supposed to decrease uh, mm-hmm. learning out. So I will tell you why that won't work, and then I'll tell you what I would do instead for free. Can I guess why that won't work? Please do. We don't have a laminator. We don't have a laminator. Step one. Step one. (laughs) Step two. Uh, Step two, unless you have a TA, ain't nobody cutting out those tiny little tokens. Mm -hmm. What do you think would happen with these talking tokens in our classroom? In our our specific classroom, and I'm not speaking... We share a classroom. We do. Sometimes. I wish it were all the time, but only sometimes. The sometimes Um, treat. Yes. In our classroom, depending on how thickly laminated they were, mm-hmm. they would be eaten. Mm-hmm. They would absolutely be put into the mouths of ch- and not. I I don't want to say that these are children who eat things that shouldn't be eaten. Like they would eat it just because they think that that's funny. Like that shock value. Yeah, it's not part of their disability to eat things. It's their disability is just to do weird things. Yeah, and I think it's like it's like an easy way to build intimacy with like new kids because we have a constantly rotating mm-hmm. cast of kids that yeah. you know it's just it's sometimes it's it's really it's heartbreaking, mm-hmm. but it's hard to keep our kiddos coming back sometimes because they do have a lot of stuff that's going on at home. So we will see a kid maybe every day for a couple weeks, and then it's two days a week for like the next few weeks and then we just don't ever see them again. And I think when you are so used to having such high turnover with your peers, doing that kind of like shocking stuff is an easy way to make like a kid laugh and it's an easy way to like make a new little buddy. Yeah. Um, So we'll see our kids doing weird stuff like putting it in their mouths. I could see them getting tossed at other kids' 
crumpled up and tossed. Mm-hmm. I could see them just disappearing. Yeah. After you spend all that time laminating it and painstakingly cutting it out. And I would just use, Rachel and I are really good about using kind of like group messaging mm-hmm. free software mm-hmm. where we, a thing that we are provided by our school is a projector mm-hmm. and a very nice laptop. We will use group messaging apps like Slack. And I've used Padlet. Uh, Yeah, Taskade is what we write our show notes on. And so for kids who are blurters or kids who just have a hard time with anxiety and, like, don't want to speak in front of their peers, they can, like, write a little message and it is projected at the front of the room and Mm -hmm. that keeps... Oh, we should say that we have Chromebooks. Chromebooks, And we have enough for all of our kids. So if you're at a district that can't afford Chromebooks, you can still do something like that with, like, a parking lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had that at several professional development meetings that we've gone to where they'll put like a giant poster board up. And if you're trying to blurt, you just get a post-it note and you write your idea down and you put it on the parking lot and we visit the parking lot later. I'm, I'm looking at some more stuff now. Well, maybe I'll take a stab here. Uh, let me talk about a terrible idea that I just stumbled upon. Mm-hmm. Have I mentioned that I don't have the energy for this nonsense? I, and I wish that I could be a Pinterest teacher. I'm not. I'm looking at a bulletin board, which fine. I like bulletin boards just fine, of Sudoku. Mm. Why? Why Mm. would you make a bulletin board of Sudoku problems? I don't get it. That seems like another thing for kids to focus on you instead of, or to focus on instead of on you. Yeah, instead of the content instead that I'm trying content. to teach. Because I don't, and I, I you mean. You could just let them dick around on Snapchat for free. If, yeah. If like, you were interested in that. Because I don't know <laughs> how Sudoku, I mean, yeah, Sudoku is a puzzle. You're going to be far-fetched to talk, like, it's going to be pretty hard to talk me into how Sudoku is benefiting a math classroom. And how often are you going to update that? Like, Mm -hmm. is a kid going to transfer it down from the bulletin board onto a piece of paper, then solve it, and then, heaven forbid, something stupid, like, turn it in for extra credit? Mm -hmm. Nothing drives me more insane than, like, bullshit work for extra credit. And then what? And then you, like, change it again next week? I don't have the energy for this. Here's another one. Keep a box of inexpensive golf pencils around to give to students who ask you for one. No. I don't know where to buy golf pencils, first of all. Second of all... So imagine that you're a kid that comes to school and you haven't been there in a really long time. So everybody's asking you, hey, where have you been? Or not so nicely, like, oh, look who decided to show up. And maybe you don't smell so good because you haven't had a place, a regularly available place to sleep for um, the last few days. And you haven't had a shower. And maybe you're hungry. And you're sticking out like a sore thumb. Let's give you a golf pencil. So you feel even smaller. Smaller. Less so, cared for. Yeah. I feel like if a kid needs a pencil, you give them a pencil. You give them a goddamn pencil. And I you and I understand I understand like students need to have a certain level of responsibility for their education and they need to, you know, come to school prepared. Depending on your clientele, prepared might just mean that they remembered to put their shirt on right side out. Mm-hmm. Stop arguing over pencils. Ooh, speaking of pencils, here's here's a very Pinteresty solution. Ooh. You set up 
Oh my god. You set up what I'm I'm gonna describe what I'm seeing here. You set up a little station where it has an electric pencil sharpener, one cute little container that you've decorated, and it says not sharp, and another cute little deck uh uh, container that you've decorated that says sharp and uh, there are pencils and it says help students calm down by asking them to sharpen pencils. How many fights would this cause in our classroom Rachel? I have actually <laughs> done but I had a student finish work early because you always have to have something for a kid to do. Their task was to sharpen a bunch of unsharpened pencils that I got from that trash teacher store that we go to. Yes. And I said hey go sharpen these pencils. I had, like, three kids sneak out of my classroom to go help sharpen pencils. Mm-hmm. Because sharpening pencils is, like, the coolest thing ever, apparently. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know if you know this, not related to doing math. No. 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 I'm going to talk about one that I do kind of like. And I think, and what's great about Pinterest is that you can like pin things from other websites. Like that's how, it's basically like a specialized Google image search where everything's just adorable. There's a math graphing lines activity that I thought was really cute that I've used in my classroom before um, that you can get on Teachers Pay Teachers and it's really cute. I'm looking just at uh, like reading corners. There are little mini Japanese lanterns and wall hangings, like this pineapple that I don't know what that has to do with a pineapple education. A pineapple is a Hawaiian token that means welcome. Okay. So pineapples are supposed to be welcoming. Oh, okay. Okay. This is the, I'm imagining, kid version of before you get to be a 20-something young millennial who has live, laugh, love on on their wall. You have these little, like, tchotchkes that say, create, inspire, learn. Um, And and here's here's the problem I have with as welcoming as they may be, the, the pineapple covered in the pastel pink and teal mm-hmm. pineapple covered in hearts and the Japanese lanterns and amazing things happen here and create inspire learn wall art is that like I just feel like a school should feel like a school I feel like a school should be comfortable but also I don't know that this sends the message to my kids that like I expect rigor and that mm-hmm. this is a this is a place where like you are going to be challenged. This is not always going to be like a comfortable spot where no one's ever going to ask you to do something beyond what you thought yeah. was possible for yourself. And that's just not the tone I want to set in my classroom. I feel like if I were a young teacher because I, I came to teaching pretty late. I was 35 when I was fully licensed and started teaching. Mm-hmm. It was a second career for me. And I feel like if I were a 20-something-year-old teacher and I saw all this stuff on Pinterest, I feel like I would feel a lot of pressure to shell out a lot of money that maybe I didn't have to make my classroom mm-hmm. look this way. And if I saw other teachers doing that, I feel like I would also feel that kind of peer pressure and I don't know like why are we trying to keep up with the Joneses like why are we always trying to outdo each other with brighter colors 
comfier spaces or more inspiring spaces. I appreciate, and I know you do too, Lily, I appreciate a good, solid, true-to-brand aesthetic. I'm so glad you got us on to this topic because I was but, tired of talking about Pinterest. Let's talk about our aesthetic. <laughs> well, I mean, the pin that you're looking at right yeah. now has a very, like, that's the Pinterest aesthetic. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with it mm-hmm. either. Like, I like that it is an aesthetic, mm-hmm. but nowhere in my reality would that be maintainable, like I mentioned on about previous stuff. That's not maintainable. And are you going to teach in a museum? Mm-hmm. Like, none of this is usable. You touch right. it, you get it dirty. Like, why right. is everything pastel or neon colored? That, like, as soon as a kid bumps into it, it's going to be covered in schmutz. Plus, it's a very middle America style aesthetic. Yeah. Like, I mean, I feel like this is, I mean, is this supposed to be, like, aspirational? Like, what our kids are supposed to think they're supposed to aspire towards? Cause, because that's bullshit. Because this no, isn't what I aspire towards. No grown-up does. That's the thing, too, is, like, if we're, and I'm looking at the types of things that are in this picture, and it, the color scheme, that aesthetic, seems very juvenile. Yeah. And if we're trying to push kids to better themselves, why are we still hung up on a juvenile aesthetic? Right, or a live, laugh, love, yeah, target aesthetic. Yeah. It's, and it's a very white aesthetic, too. Very Caucasian. Very, yeah. yeah. The caucasity of this. <laughs> pretty, it's pretty shocking. I mean, this definitely sends the message that, like, you will be comfortable here if you are a white middle class kid. Who and cannot not, touch things. You should want to have yeah. this. I digress. Yes. Aesthetics. Aesthetics. Should I talk about my aesthetic first or yours? Yeah, go for it. I want to hear about your aesthetic. I found shit for free at the trash teacher store. (laughs) And I started developing my own little theme. And then I would find more and more of this crap and add it to my, to my, uh, my little collection. So So, Lily, what was your theme last year? Okay, so I struggle sometimes to describe when people say, what is it like to be a SPED teacher? And sometimes I'll say, well, you wake up in the morning, mm-hmm. and you decide that you're going to be okay with whatever, Yeah. and then you're just okay with whatever. <laughs> <laughs> also, I feel like that scene in Adam's Family Values, where Pugsley and Wednesday get sent to this Caucasian summer camp that puts on a very problematic play about the first Thanksgiving. um, Go out and rent that immediately. I'm talking like it's 1990 and like you can go rent a video at Blockbuster. It's not. So Pugsley waddles out on stage at the beginning of this play in a turkey costume. Yes. And he says, I am a turkey. Eat me. And I, I printed that out full color. Yes. And hung that in my office because I feel like that's how that's how I feel many days. I'm really excited to hear this background story because I didn't know why your theme was turkeys. That's why. I I just felt like I would have like a kid saying, You tried to teach me this math problem a way that was different than my math teacher, and you're trying to make me fail. <laughs> Or I would have a teacher that said, 
So one of your kids intentionally just gorged themselves on lots and lots and lots of water and I think intentionally threw up because they didn't want to do the thing that I was <laughs> telling them to do. Which also was a math problem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, you know, I just, I don't know what to do with that except other than to say in my own head, in a, in a jovial manner, I am a turkey. Kill me. <laughs> Eat me. Why not? Why not this? And so when we went to the trash teacher store, I found all manner of decorative turkeys. I so found many turkeys. Little bulletin board borders. I found little standalone uh, crepe paper mm-hmm. turkey decorations. Pinatas. Pinatas. Two of them. Yeah. And so I have a little bit of a turkey theme going on. Yeah. Rachel, talk about your your aesthetic that you've <laughs> assembled from trash. So my aesthetic isn't nearly as themed as yours, Mm -hmm. but I don't want you to think that the lack of theme makes it less cohesive, Mm. because yours isn't cohesive either. No, I also have some dinosaur, like, laminated dinosaurs I got at the trash teacher store that some teacher in, like, the 1990s had. Sometimes I'll have little cartoon bubbles coming out of their mouth. That say thing that I'll put on like a, the divider outside of my cubicle because I don't I share a room with you sometimes but I also have a <laughs> little a, office little, space. little office space and on my divider I have one of the dinosaurs out of its mouth sometimes it'll say things like Lily is busy writing a spooky IEP <laughs> enter if you dare. <laughs> I have like a bulletin board of just random garbage that I've put up and it changes throughout the year like I'll take down some trash put some trash up I have a calculator holder that actually I just got rid of it because it just tore at the end of the year which I was bummed about but it was kind of like one of those over the door shoe hanging organizers that's what I'm gonna buy to replace it with but our old gym teacher gave it to me she was actually looking for Lily and I intercepted her and I said what's that trash that you have can I have it? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it said something about like reading on it. Mm -hmm. And I used it to hold calculators. Mm -hmm. So I took an actual piece. I stole trash from you. That's like the trash teacher code. Yeah. Yeah. One teacher's trash is another teacher's trash. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Oh, that. Yeah. That's a quotable quote. (laughs) (laughs) But I, Oh, my other favorite piece of trash, literal Mm -hmm. trash, hanging on your trash wall was when a student took pencil shavings. Yes, and glue. glue, And glue. They glued your last name onto a piece of paper, then took pencil shavings and dusted it glitter style (laughs) on there. And then instead of throwing it away, which I probably should have, I displayed Mm -hmm. it prominently. I still don't know who made that. <laughs> I have no idea who made that. Like, I just find the students realize that I'm trash and then start donating trash to the mm-hmm. cause. Mm-hmm. I pr- am pretty lucky. I think I've only lost a handful of things to the good of the cause through the school year. Like, students just thinking that something's really cool and taking it. I've only lost a few things. But I've gotten more. Right. <laughs> so I wouldn't say that I've lost anything because that pencil shavings thing, worth 
way more than that weird bowl I, that I cannot find. I think though we are Caucasian. Yes. And though the classroom decorations we choose, except for that amazing Mexican flag that you found that we... At the Goodwill. That, so I mean arguably still trash. That we prominently display because we like representing the cultures of all of our students and we mm-hmm. would like to get some more flags in there. Also, yes. Can we make that a thing? Yes. I want that to be one of our goals is to have a flag for all of the students who want to share where their heritage is from. I love that. Though, you know, we are Caucasian and we bring in decorative items that are what other Caucasians like. I would say it is not Caucasity because it's fucking weird. Turkeys. Your Shopkins collection? I have a lot. Kids have given me Shopkins now. Like, even in summer school, a kid gave me, like, a little Shopkins thing. Mm -hmm. And, like, I just, yeah. Kids print out weird memes for me that I hang out. Uh, Yes. um, Oh, my gosh. You have so many good memes. So, (laughs) though it's weird, it's not aspirational in any sense. No. Like, we are not telling kids what they should aspire to. And I think what I just take so much offense from as a punk, because, you know, I like to say I'm a grown-up punk. Like, I, I'm not. Like, I go to punk shows mm-hmm. semi-regularly, and I ride a bike everywhere, and I would dumpster dive if the town that we lived in weren't so fucking ridiculous about keeping all their dumpsters on lockdown. They do lock a lot of dumpsters around here. And you know that because you're also trash. But I feel like (laughs) what I'm seeing, all these pastels, all these jewel tones, all these Japanese lanterns, all this create, inspire, learn. Like, this is an aesthetic that Target tells you you should Mm -hmm. have. This is an aesthetic that any number of TV shows tells you you should have. I'm not about limiting kids in that way. I, I don't want to tell them what they should aspire to. They should aspire to what they and their families think that they should mm-hmm. aspire to. That's not my job. So I am a trash teacher, and I will continue to surround myself and my kiddos with trash. <laughs> they can aspire to whatever whatever they decide. Whatever their weird selves want to aspire to. Do you think we've done enough? I, I'm going to say we've done enough. Wait, we've never done <laughs> Nobody's enough. Nobody's done enough. <laughs> you have never done enough. Nobody has ever done enough. If you want to talk to us, make sure you check us out online, www.trashteachers.com. You can email us at trashteachers at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at trashteachers. And we never update our Twitter or our Facebook, but we're there too as trash teachers. Thank you so much for listening.